Hey, Story Family. Welcome to the Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Story at Home. I am Melissa Irwin, and I am so happy to be here today with you as we continue to explore the faithful people we meet in the pages of Scripture. Today, we are learning from Mary and Martha. These were two sisters who lived in Bethany, right outside of Jerusalem. They had a brother named Lazarus and were friends to Jesus. We hear about these sisters in the New Testament in both Luke and John, but today we are going to focus on their first interaction with Jesus, or at least the first that we know of, which is recorded in Luke. In this account, Jesus visits their home, and Martha, the eldest, is busy preparing and serving food while her younger sister, Mary, sits and listens to Jesus. Let's go to the text, Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha, Jesus himself is sitting at your home and you are too busy to listen to him? It is so easy to identify fault in Martha. But if we were in her position, would we do the same thing? It would not have been uncommon in Israel for a pious and wealthy woman to receive a rabbi in her home. They lived in Bethany, two miles away from Jerusalem. Um, There would have been a lot of disciples with Jesus, and this meant substantial work for Martha, preparing food, gathering water, and ensuring the comfort of her guests. Then consider the high value this particular culture placed on hospitality. And this high value also included a fear of dishonoring guests. And this, as we all know, was no typical guest, but Jesus himself. So she was focused on serving her guests to the best of her ability. It is important to note that Jesus commends diligent servants. So in Matthew 24, 45 through 46, Jesus says, Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Yet despite his words, Jesus doesn't commend Martha here, right? He chides her. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. To everyone else present, Martha's hospitality likely appeared to have come from a gracious servant heart. Yet Jesus saw deeper than the others. He saw that she was serving out of anxiety and not grace. Luke notes that Martha was distracted with all her preparations. This doesn't imply that hospitality was a burden to her, but a distraction. And so we see that she's distracted 
from something, the teachings of Jesus in this case, by something, her cooking and preparations. She likely wanted this experience to reflect well on her and her family. She wanted to please or impress Jesus and the other guests, and likely she is uh, embarrassed that her sister is sitting at the feet of a rabbi. See, this was a rite reserved only for male students. What would her family think? What would the neighbors say? Would anyone want to wed Mary if they knew what she was doing? This was a breach of protocol, a lack of social etiquette, and Martha was worried and distracted. And I think these are some of the many reasons that she's anxious. In her tunnel vision, though, in her anxiety-filled state, she misreads the situation. Her anxiety has led her to feel that unnecessary tasks are urgent, and it has blinded her to the one thing necessary, listening to Jesus. Mary, on the other hand, sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. This is more than taking a break in her role to serve others, and we need to understand that. To sit at the feet of a rabbi meant that the person was a disciple. And we see this in other places in the New Testament. For instance, Paul describes himself as being brought up at the feet of Gamaliel. Jesus enjoyed turning Jewish customs on their head. And he chose Mary to demonstrate that it was acceptable for women to be students, followers, and disciples of Christ. Mary had chosen the good part and was captivated with Jesus rather than herself. She cared first and foremost about what Jesus said rather than what others thought of her or her home. And Jesus commends her choice to listen rather than to serve. So I think there are a few points uh, that need to be highlighted. The first is that our time with Jesus is a matter of priority. These two sisters both desire to serve Jesus, yet they approach their desire to serve from different perspectives. Martha wants to do something for him, while Mary wants to learn something from him. Sometimes Mary and Martha's differing responses have been explained uh, away by their differences in personality. For instance, Martha is this type A, task-oriented personality, and she's often contrasted from Mary, the low-key, type B person. So all of us who sympathize with Martha um, and value a completed to-do list can justify our neglect and our time with Jesus because, well, somebody's got to do the work, right? We hear sermons, we read books about being a Mary or a Martha. When we look at personalities, it can make us feel better about where we are with Jesus. But it can also make us evade the bigger issue. And I think what is more important than personality is our priority. Mary's priority was listening to Jesus. And this led to her choice of sitting at his feet. Second, time with Jesus is a choice we make. Does this mean that we are all called to stop doing things for God and become monks? I don't think this is what the text is saying. It is not meant to teach the sole value of a contemplative life compared with a life of action, but it shows that service to Jesus must not fill people's lives to such an extent that we have no time to learn from him. Practically speaking, we find a balance between our time with God 
and our service to him. I like the way the great 19th century preacher Charles Spurgeon put it. He says this, It is not an easy thing to maintain the balance of our spiritual life. No one can be spiritually healthy who does not meditate and commune. No man, on the other hand, is as he should be unless he is active and diligent in holy service. Spurgeon continues by referring to Psalm 23, saying, David sweetly sang, He makes me lie down in green pastures. There was the contemplative. He leads me beside still waters. There was the active and progressive. The difficulty is to maintain the two and to keep each in its relative proportion to the other. I appreciate these words. We can be aware of where we put our time and service. There is power in our choices. Lastly, we find balance by trusting God. So how do we maintain the contemplative and the action? Let's look to Mary and Martha. In the example of Martha, we see someone who was trying so hard to do everything just right for Jesus. From the outside looking in, it appears that she did not trust that he knew how to handle the situation. She stated, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone? We cannot find balance on our own. So we also have the example of Mary, who exhibited trust in Jesus. Perhaps she had heard the words of Jesus in Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That is what she did. And in doing so, she demonstrated trust in Jesus through her actions. We need to abide in him. And Jesus tells us in John 15, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We need time with Jesus. And yet, part of our Christian walk is also sharing with others and serving others. As Christians, Jesus also commissioned us to go and make disciples of all nations. So what about you? Are you prioritizing time with Jesus? Are you making choices with your time that honor God? Are you trusting him to meet your needs? I invite you to take these questions to God in prayer. I just want to remind you today that he is good. He is faithful and he loves you. And I hope you can see in the example of Mary and Martha that he wants more than just your service, but your heart too. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, church is not a place we go to, but a family we belong to.